office is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. This is a continuation from last week's episode on how to be a great guest speaker. It's the second part of a three-part series, and if you haven't already read or listened to part one, it might be a good idea to do that first. Last week, I discussed four important tips for being a good guest speaker. Today, I'll pick up from that and start with tip number five. But first, let me just quickly recap the first four. One was learning as much as you can about your audience. Two was learning as much as you can about the organization and the event. Three was communicating your AV needs as soon as possible. And number four was being sure that you allowed extra time for travel. The next step for being a good guest speaker is to get the cell phone number of a contact who will be available at any time to take a call from you. Just in case something goes wrong, you'll have someone to contact. I like to put that number in my cell phone and also, of course, on my computer. Confirm all the final details with your contact before the day of the presentation, including details about the parking lot, the building, the room, the floor, the start time, the end time, everything. One time, I accidentally put the phone number of an audience member into my phone instead of the event's contact number. So at 6 a.m. on the day of the event, when I thought I was calling the 24-hour on-call contact person, I accidentally called the audience member. And he was so kind. He helped me out with my problem, didn't even say anything to me until after the program. I was so embarrassed. Next, plan your presentation so that you can expand it or contract it if you need to. Even though you may have been told you have 45 minutes, you may discover that another portion of the meeting has run long and you'll end up with just 30 minutes. Always plan ahead of time your must-knows, your should-knows, and the nice-to-know information. If you notice that things are running behind, I like to discreetly ask the contact if he or she wants me to shorten the presentation, and then be sure you're familiar with your software so that you can seamlessly hide or skip the slides. Make no mention of shortening your presentation to your audience. Just do it. Oh, and be sure you practice setting up the technology that you'll be using. Practice hooking up all the cords and the cables and know how long it's going to take you. Know how to set up the software so that you can view your slide notes and the audience only sees the slides. You might want to also know how to easily blacken the slide during your presentation so that when you don't need them, the screen is blank. In PowerPoint, you just press B to blacken the screen and then another key to bring that slide back up again. Make sure to practice ahead of time with any new technology that you're planning on using. Don't test it out in front of the audience. It's definitely a bad move. Be sure that you test the lights and the microphone levels ahead of time as well, and make sure you get them to the levels that you want them. And if you're automatically tweeting during the presentation, you'll want to run through a few sample slides just to be sure that the auto-tweeting is functioning properly. And if tweeting is important, make sure you have a backup plan because sometimes it just doesn't function right. You always need to plan for the technology to fail. Have hard copies of your notes and your slides just in case. Save your talk as a presentation file, either a PowerPoint or Keynote, and also as a PDF. Store the files on your computer and on a USB drive. Yeah, I know, it's like wearing a belt with suspenders. It's twice, but I'm okay with that. Never let your audience see anything on your computer other than the slides or other information that you're intending for them to see. If possible, run through the slides before any audience member arrives. Sometimes you'll find that the slides don't project correctly, or there's some other unexpected issue. If you run through them early enough, it should give you enough time to make the correction without anyone seeing you. 
At a minimum, be sure the audience doesn't see you booting up your computer, opening your file, and putting it into presentation mode. Keep the projector screen blank until you have your opening slide up and ready to go. And never be that speaker who preps her presentation in full view of the whole audience, especially when somebody else is presenting. Remember to turn off everything that you're not using. Turn off your screensaver, turn off the power save, turn off any applications, except, of course, for the ones that you'll be using. I once accidentally left Skype on during a presentation. My husband popped in to ask me a question, which popped up on the screen, of course, for over 250 people to see. I was so embarrassed. Trust me, I never made that mistake again. Oh, and don't forget to turn off your cell phone, too. Yeah, I did that once before, too. So there you have it. Five more of the 17 quick and dirty tips to be a great guest speaker. As I mentioned the last time, I started a discussion on my Facebook page about this topic. So it's still not too late to submit your ideas for being a great guest speaker. If you add something that I don't have already in the final seven tips, I'll add your tip to the upcoming final installment. And of course, I'll give you credit. What are you waiting for? I'd love to hear from listeners, really. This is the public speaker, Lisa B. Marshall. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Okay, so I just went and checked the Facebook page and no one so far has interacted with my discussion on being a great guest speaker. So please, if you thought about it, you're thinking about contributing something, go on over to Facebook. It's really simple and add your ideas there. I really do love to connect with listeners for this show. You can ask additional questions or get additional tips. It's free and it only takes a second. Besides, as a Twitter follower and a Facebook fan, you'll be eligible for discounts, insider tips, and other freebies. Who says you can't get something for nothing? As always, I also invite you to join my newsletter or my professional networks on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you're interested in co-writing an article with me or an episode with me, please contact me. Send me an email with a sample of your writing, and I'd be happy to discuss it with you. Thanks. Finally, a quick shout out to some of my new Twitter followers. That's Dominique. She sets high goals. She's a health communications practitioner and can't get enough of fashion, fitness, nutrition, and social media. And welcome to new Twitter follower, Crazy Public Speaking. And Natalie Jekyll McGee, she says, when you're at your best, you're beautiful. I couldn't agree more. Welcome to Rick Brent. He currently is working in EDI and telecom. And Laki Swalani, he's a marketing professional, food and beverage industry, and he promotes genuine saffron. I'm not even sure I know what that is. Laki, contact me and let me know. He's passionate for customer service excellence, branding, leadership, humor, and crosswords. Hmm, that sounds fun. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>